0: This is the Leave Your Legacy Podcast.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Leave Your Legacy Podcast, episode three. I'm your host, Chris Norris, alongside my co-host, RJ Messenger. Yeah, buddy. Man, we are excited. RJ, how are you feeling? Like shit? Yeah, I was going to say, you had a rough day.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm looking better than I feel or if I'm feeling better than I look. <laughs> I don't want to be the judge of that. Well, I'll, let, it, I'll let our guests be
1: the judge of that. <laughs> podcasting is mostly consumed throughout. <laughs> oh, you, so I don't have to see your face, but... Oh. Uh, yeah, you were down and out for a couple of days, huh? Yeah, yeah, I went to uh,
0: see my boy Posty on Monday, and uh, yeah, did me dirty. Oh man, something happened. I don't know. Yikes! Been struggling ever since. Okay, I think I drank too many Coronas. Mm.
1: Well, we're glad you're healthy, and uh, because I was really excited about the uh, the show we've got planned for today, particularly the guest yes. we have here. Uh, this is episode three and for, I guess, maybe folks that are just for the first time, they've heard about the podcast, and they're just listening. Uh, the Leave Your Legacy podcast is really just all about talking to people who care a lot about their legacy and how they want to be remembered. And not so much worrying about everything that's happening today, but what's going to happen tomorrow. And our guest today, he was for a period of his life really concerned day to day because things were really uncertain for him. Um our guest is aubrey reese and he has a fantastic story i don't want to share too much because i want him to do that but basically aubrey um man he he cheated death to be quite honest and he is a very diverse individual with an array of skills the best way i could put it and i just met him about 15 minutes ago so i read up on him and i'm excited to learn more about him rj how do you know aubrey
0: man we we go way back right when i first started iron empire okay um Selling the shirts right out of my house. Just launched a web store, and he was he, he worked out at Real Fitness at yep, the time, yep. and I was going there. And I can't remember if you stopped me or I said something to you about the shirts. It was I like our first set. You were one of our first customers. It was fate. i don't know it just magically it just happened magically i was you just made eye contact with me from across the gym and i was like this motherfucker wants some of our shirts that's right i'm gonna go up and i'm gonna sell them to him that's right right. and two days later i brought two shirts in with him they were in like a little cheap giant old plastic bag yeah said here you go you owe me forty dollars i know right (laughs) and next thing you know he owns every shirt of ours right now yeah you've done like not modeling, but, you know, we've used your pictures before in our shirts. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. We've been involved with Empire for a the while. The crazy thing is, is you know, that was five years or so now when I first started a clothing line. And all – I couldn't believe it because I've known him for years now, but I didn't actually know about your, your story up until maybe a couple years ago.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, because he, he doesn't talk about it. Sure. <laughs> and, and, and nothing against anyone who goes through, you know, serious, you know – health, you know, complications whatever it is, but a lot of people are very vocal and, and sure. active on social media about it. Sure. Uh whether it's, f- you know, to promote, you know, positivity for it or whatever it is. But this freaking guy like nobody knew it. I had no idea. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into de- detail what it is like you said, we'll let him do it, but that's what intrigued me more. I'm like this dude's the real fucking deal like yeah. he cheated death and he just lives day, day to day like you don't he don't care. He don't doesn't want to talk to he doesn't want pity from people and uh I knew from then on out that, you know, our relationship was gonna be the
1: bomb's gonna be strong, brother. Wow. Thanks, well, Aubrey, man. we're happy to have you here, man. Thank you, you are a you are an artist, a pharmacist, and an arm wrestler.
2: <laughs> Among other things. Newfound
1: artist. Wow. We'll dude, get into that later yeah, too. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that. Aubrey, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. I'm Appreciate so glad it. you're here. Tell us a little bit about uh your backstory. Obviously we know how you know RJ now, but yeah um I guess start off by what, what drew you to his brand? I'm just curious. I always like to hear people's perception of of Iron Empire.
2: Well, I mean, I had a choice of two shirts, and that's all he had, period, (laughs) Yeah. on his phone. And uh, I I, I liked the logo. Okay, I mean, that's real basic, you know, but I liked the logo. I liked that it was RJ, even though I didn't know him at all. I just liked that it was a local guy at my gym trying to sell T-shirts. I love T-shirts. That's just one of my little things. I just love, like, some some ladies love shoes. I love Mm T-shirts, all right? And uh, so... I appreciated the fact that he was you could tell that he was going out and doing this he was going out on a limb and that was the beginning I don't know maybe I sensed it but I liked the saying I remember it was born a slave die a king was one of the oh man the other one was 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 just the logo yeah yeah Yeah, right and so I don't know I I connected with that a little bit and I could just tell that this dude was trying to do something different with his life and that's all it was just like I felt it Mm -hmm. Um, so that's how we connected even though I saw him in the gym for two years And I thought he was an ex-con, and I was scared of him. But I I mean, you weren't. But I was always a little bit bigger, so I wasn't that scared of him. So you know what I mean. But I didn't talk to him. But (laughs) I'm just kidding with you, RJ.
1: Oh man. (laughs) So cool.
2: uh, Yeah, that's that's how we that's how we met and all that. So um, a little bit about me. Uh, You know, just grew up here in Cambridge Springs. That's local. Born in Virginia, which is random, but um, grew up in Cambridge Springs. Just a normal, I guess, country boy, if you will. I guess so even though i was a skater it all makes sense now. snowboarder you know what I, I wasn't really a country country, country boys, boy you gotta but, watch out for that yeah right? you never know so you know grew up um doing doing the normal thing started out college as an art major um but not you know i'm doing art now but i wasn't doing art and you know when you start college you're taking the intro classes the sure. english classes yeah i took a bunch of art history classes um but i i, I kind of just dirtled when i started college and uh, eventually I was like, I got to probably get a job in life. so my my lack of motivation to f- really look into a career, I'll admit that openly, I decided that, uh, you know what? I guess I'll just be a pharmacist. i I shouldn't even say this publicly, but I didn't even know what pharmacists did. okay. Sounded <laughs> cool <laughs> no. yeah, I took a biology class. It was really easy. I aced it. I took a chemistry class. it was really easy. I aced I'm like, what are the what what combines those two things? I'm like pharmacy. I had no idea how much you know their salaries. I just knew that if you were a pharmacist, you could get a job. Sure. So that's what that's why I went into pharmacy. Okay. You know, it wasn't like this undying passion to dispense medications to people. And well, I won't go into that. But anyway, uh-huh. so that was kind of like my college path. So you know, I ended up going to college for nine and a half years. Wow. And uh, yeah, that's not 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 real proud of that, but I don't really regret it either. I got to see a lot, and I'd go to college my whole life if my whole life if I had a choice. Right. So, Um, But eventually I graduated pharmacy school in 2008, you know, started work as a pharmacist uh, and then, um, you know, just kind of started grinding that for a little bit, thinking being the normal American, you know, bought myself a car when I graduated pharmacy school, kind of, you know, just worked for stuff. I was still living in a, a townhouse, you know, working on my student loans and whatnot just doing what we're kind of taught to do in America. I hate to say that, but you graduate school, yep. you start working, yep. you start building the family and you work to pay off your the debt you, from going to school, right, right? And then you work 50 years and then you retire and then you live for 5 years and you die. So that was where I was at when I was 28, 29. So <laughs> that's
1: so that's the dream.
2: Yeah, so 2010 though, that was an interesting year. That's where this health stuff came up. So I don't know if you want me to go into it now, but Yeah, I let's let's talk we're about it. ready. So yeah, so I, I okay, want to yeah. cut
0: you off for a second Yeah, though. yeah. He's a genius. Mm -hmm. I learned this a couple years ago. If you you remember, (laughs) you, me, and Big Lenny, when we were up at the casino. Yeah. Yeah. This dude's double fisting pounders over here. And I've learned (laughs) how smart he actually was. Is he like counting cards or whatever?
2: Is it? uh, I did teach myself how to count cards once. I believe it. it. Wow and didn't help. Is it me.
0: percentages? Is that what it is or? Yeah, don't throw it at me right now. I uh, want to. Don't. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> don't, it's been, it's been, I can't do it. <laughs> throw, per, throw a percentage <laughs> question at him. What is it, what's like 13% of 180?
2: Oh man, come on. 180? Oh. 13%? That's what, 23.4?
1: Oh yeah, yeah yeah right yeah right. I don't even know if that's right, but I, it's not I don't know if it's just, right either. <laughs> I was on the spot. You could I, get us to believe you because yeah. I oh, math is not my jam at all. Wow, so math guy, interesting. Yeah. Well, that might be wrong. Okay, someone,
2: someone right now is listening <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> this is like, doing bullshit. They turned it off. They're like this guy. He's a fake. <laughs> He's a yeah, fake. I don't know. No, no man, I, I couldn't believe good. it. That's cool. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not a genius, but thanks. This health scare too. happens. Yeah. That yeah, was okay. in 2010. 10. 10 yep. So how, how, right. old, how old were you at that point? 29. I was oh 29. Gosh. Yeah. So I graduated school in 2008. So I had only been working as a pharmacist for, what, 08 and then all of 09 and then, well, half of 10 and then everything started happening. So maybe two years really. Yeah. So I hadn't been out of school very long. I didn't even own a house. Just it was still, you know. Um, but. So what, what happened was, I guess let's just start off here. So I was diagnosed with lymphoma, Hodgkin's lymphoma, stage 2B. So I had multiple tumors in my chest. Um, it was Jeez. The fact that it was stage 2 means it was all still within my chest cavity, oh. though. There were just multiple tumors. Um, the B means I had symptoms, and that's what I'll kind of talk about here for a second, how it kind of came about. Because one of the main questions I ever got when I t- you know, people find out I had cancer is like, well, how did you know? You mm-hmm. know, what happened? Um so I started kind of in spring of 2010 I uh, I had this small tickle this cough you don't think anything of it right when spring air conditioners are starting to come on you know I'm working a lot it, it it just wasn't it wasn't bad it wasn't coughing my brains out or anything it was just this tickle it just, but it was always there uh, and then in the summer I started losing weight a little bit but it was gradual you don't really notice it you know because right. I didn't have any health problems I wasn't going to the doctor I just thought Oh, you know, I quit eating donuts because I was addicted to donuts back then. I loved freaking donuts. And were you into physical
0: fitness back then? And I was right, now? Exactly. So was, you're in great shape. I I've, I've, living a healthy lifestyle. Right. I've been
2: lifting weights since 17 I was 20, 20, 20 a day. Yep. Nope. Yep. Not, no, not, not, at not, time. Then, okay. not then, not okay. then. Actually, actually didn't drink alcohol then, believe it or not. There we go. Even better. Yeah. Yeah. So I was lifting a lot. So I started losing weight and stuff. And, uh, you know my my patients coming into the pharmacy were saying you, you feeling okay you're sick and i'm like yeah I'm, I'm okay i'm just tired and been working a lot you know and then this one older lady came in and she said are you okay you look sick and i was like i'm sick and tired of people saying this i'm gonna go to the doctor so i went to the doctor he's like all right we'll get a chest x-ray it's probably post nasal drip he's like i don't see why anything would be wrong here you know he's got some blood work uh so you know the day after he ordered an x-ray I went and, you know drove into erie it wasn't even thinking anything about it i went in got the x-ray you know, went home like two hours later, I get this frantic phone call from the doctor. Okay. Looking for me. And I knew when the doctor was calling me just two hours after chest x-ray, since I work in healthcare, I kind of know how that works. If nothing's wrong, you don't hear from a doctor ever. Right. Yeah. yeah so I knew the doctor themselves, you know, calling me, I knew something was wrong. So I answered that phone and uh, they said, there's a huge mass on your chest x-ray. So it was that moment. And I remember everything just spiraled in my mind because I haven't, I'm not a, I'm not a physician. Okay. I can't diagnose stuff, but I had a pretty good idea of what the possibilities were and they were all really shitty possibilities. <laughs> okay. Tuberculosis, cancer, some crazy lung infection. I was praying for a crazy infection, you know, because I knew otherwise it was probably cancer. Um, so, so I go through all these biopsies, all these crazy tests, a couple months cause they're trying to figure out what this is. They can't find it, you know, et cetera. Uh, eventually they found it on December 3rd, th- 2010, you know, after cutting me open and cutting it up and doing all the stuff they do um so it was the hodgkin's lymphoma and they said okay here we go chemo time boom and you're but not lymphoma- even
1: 30 yet no right?
2: well no 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 because i turned 30 in may so this is when i was 29 and uh, my first chemo so i was going to get six months of chemo there's four chemo drugs i won't go into all that no one cares who's listening um, but one damages the heart one damages the, n- the nervous system one damages the lungs and the other one just damages everything. I remember that last bad boy who always made me sick. But so, yeah, it was, it was fun. So I've, I've had a little organ damage going on there. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, so um, this is I, I don't want to make this last too long here. I don't want to. You know, I, 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 no, I could yeah. live there. So you go a, through the chemo. S- All right. So I went through the chemo. Three months into the chemo, they say they take a scan to make sure the chemo's working. It's working great. The tumors have shrunk. I'm yep. like, fantastic. Except they say, except the one drug's giving you lung toxicity, we have to stop it. Jesus. And they're like, your lungs are literally being destroyed. We have oh, to stop man. the chemo. And I'm like, well, that blows, but I'm glad th- I'm glad it's working. That's great. Okay. So that we finish out the other three months without that one chemo drug, but it's still the other three. And I'm feeling good. I'm feeling positive. You know, I'm feeling, well, I'm feeling beat the hell because I'm in chemo, but spirit wise, you know, I'm like, all right, you six, got this. six months of yeah. chemo down. I did this. Yep. I said, last scan was, it was improving. They take the scan there's still a spot.
1: Mm. And
2: they're like, oh, shit. You know, and I'm like, shit. Even the oncologists are like, shit. Everyone's right? shit. Because, right, because that cancer is like a 90% cure rate. Mm. So if this oh. initial chemo doesn't work, everyone kind of it is really, that's one of those things that uh, we don't know what to do exactly here. So they sent me up to Roswell Park in Buffalo to this world-renowned oncologist. You know, we went through the thing and he decided to let's Let's throw some really high-dose stuff at you. We have to stay in the hospital for three days and get it. Okay. Um, So he did that, threw that at me. He threw, actually threw two of them at me, and then we get a scan. Got the scan. Didn't work. Okay. We're going to try a whole different regimen. Another high-dose inpatient thing. Okay. Different drugs, but another hardcore thing. He gave me just one. They gave me one thing. Okay. Okay. And quote. You can't see this on the podcast, but I'm, I'm doing the quote finger thing. I don't know what the hell to call that. <laughs> air quotes. You got so, it. Air quote. So, 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 yeah. Air, yeah, air quote. Uh, so the that third high-dose chemo, quote, worked per the radiology report. So he's like, okay, great. It worked. Let's give you another one. And at this point, my body is du- toast. Toast. I have no how hair. Much,
0: how much did you weigh at this time?
2: Let me see. So at this time, I was probably about... Well, I, I floated around 160, yeah. 165. From I mean, normal. I, was, yeah, I was 185 wow. when, when all this kind yeah. of started, you know? So I was down. I, mean, on I one, remember
0: seeing a picture of you. I didn't recognize you. Yeah. Yeah. When,
2: I was down in the, like the 140s. It was.
0: Yeah. When you told me about this and you showed me, I'm like, that's not you. Yeah. It's freaky uh, almost. Yeah. yeah.
2: Wow. So, but at that point my blood counts were shot. Um, I mean, I had no immune system. I had no platelets. I couldn't clot. I mean, basically, I was on kind of the brink of death there. And they're like, okay, we know you're completely treated and you're destroyed, but this is our chance. We found one that works. We're going to give you one more. Just hang on, mm-hmm. basically. yeah. So I was chock full of chemo. Uh, when I would get my chemo, I would ask for my blood work, right? I would print a nurse, bring I would read my CBC, my BMP, make sure my kidneys weren't shutting down and shit. You know, just be my own healthcare advocate because why not? They made me learn that stuff in school, so why not read my numbers? So the nurse walked in a report to me, and uh, she accidentally printed the radiology findings from the previous chemo. The radiologist had fucked up. He had gotten it oh backwards. Oh, my God. So the cancer had grown through the first, well, not the first one, but the first of the second batch, and they had just chalked me full of this stuff, and they almost didn't want to because I was so, like, I was so, my body couldn't handle any more chemo. And I'm sitting there. I'm not kidding. It was the morning I was going to be released home, reading this radiology report saying, "You guys just just filled me up with chemo that's not working." And I remember they they rushed in there, and it was like the practitioners had seen a ghost, right? Oh. I mean, you know, you could just see like, "Oh sweet Jesus, we done messed up." <laughs> uh huh. I mean, bad. What's going, what's going through and, your head right now? My head was just like, I mean, that was it was almost surreal, right? It was like, honestly, it was kind of like, you got to be shitting me. Like, I'm tired of this. Yeah. And I got to deal with all this extra stuff. And you the normal stuff's going through my, through my head. Like, I'm going to die. I'm right, like, I might die course. here. I was never, I'm going to die. I was just like, I might die. And this, I knew the chances were very high because I had n- no blood counts. I mean, everything Jeez, was shot. Crazy. So I knew that I had to get through this. So that uh, that actually kind of in, in a positive manner, looking at it in a positive manner, that doctor focused in on my care like he, I mean like I was like his son sure. because he knew that knew he had that messed up so yeah. bad, mm. you know, and as a result of that chemo, I, I had to go down to the ER here and get blood transfusions. I took off my shirt to go to bed one night and I was bleeding out and I saw oh it across my chest. God. That's how I knew. I went to the ER and they said, your platelet counts one, one. So normal is 150 to 400 or so in a normal individual. Platelets are what helps people clot. Okay. So if you're below 10, you're a chance of a spontaneous brain bleed. Okay. And so I went to the ER. They said, your plate counts one. The ER physician said, I've only ever seen this one other time in my life. They said in our lab value, doesn't show zero. One is as low as it goes. So I had no ability to clot whatsoever. So I'm I'm glad I didn't die that night. That was cool. Uh, So they gave me some platelets, sent me home. Well, they didn't really send me home. They gave me some platelets and watched me for a while, but I got some platelets, some blood transfusions, got my numbers back up a little bit, worked through that last dose of chemo, and then we recalibrated so
1: can i ask you a question real quick yeah I'm talking before you go no no because yeah, there's yeah. lots more to the story right so when you said you always said it's not when i might die it's if i might die because yeah, you no, always I... believed you were going to get through this oh hell yeah but was there ever a point when you started to kind of have some conversations in your head like okay like my bucket list or what do I, like, did you ever have a moment where you actually did think like, I don't know if, and I'm only 30, I have so many things I want to do. Was there like a moment when you actually did convince yourself that your life might be uh, on on borrowed time?
2: You know, this is going to sound weird, but not in that sense. Wow. I just, I didn't, I didn't consider it was my time, but I mean, logistically, obviously I'm thinking ahead a little bit, you know, like that, like, you know, you know, if I were to pass, you know, wills and that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, like the left brain logical stuff. But in terms of the bucket list, I never believed that I was gonna die, I just didn't. And I can't explain it exactly, I just, I don't know, I just kept stepping forward. I, I mean, no matter what, I just yeah. kept taking another step. Let me ask you this, wow. for you,
0: since you've gone through it, so big time, is a lot of people say too, it, a lot of getting through cancer and chemo is, is mental. You know, your mental attitude about the situation. 100%. Do you think if from the beginning you would have said to yourself in your head, this is it. I'm done. I'm not going to make it through this. Do you think you would have still made it through like you
1: did or no? Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Especially yeah. after the gut punch of the, you know, the wrong results. Yeah. Oh like, man. Then I would have been like, okay. Yeah. Maybe this is just meant to be. I'm not supposed yeah, exactly. to be alive. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, not
2: with this guy. Fuck that attitude. Yeah. No, honestly, I think you. I think in terms of survival with cancer, I mean, this is nothing that will ever be scientifically. Well, maybe there are some studies right. or something, but right. I think it's your mindset. It really sure. is. I mean, if you go in thinking, oh, it's got me. I'm going down. You're, gonna go, You're down. gonna go down. You're right. gonna go down. You know, if, you know, I went into chemo being like, I know it can make me sick, but I'm not gonna think it's going to. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm sure it could have made me way more sick. But I mean, it did make me sick, but yeah. it could have been way worse. But <laughs> it was almost that. I don't know. I just refused to admit that it was going to be a certain way, and instead, I just sort of said, "I'm scared for sure. Mm-hmm. I know it's possible, but I'm not gonna think it's going to be this way." And I just kind of waited to see what would happen. Incredible. And you know, I and. Uh, wow, I guess maybe that little bit of change in the way you look at something can really, well, it's life, life and death in Amazing. this situation.
1: Wow. Okay. So, S- so yeah. keep keep walking us through this yeah. process. Yeah. Okay. I'm hoping things <laughs> are going <start laughs> to start almost get that the end in. right. Yeah.
2: No, we're about halfway. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're still we'll, we'll, tune lots, in next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should yeah, make it a two know, part know, series. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now that you got people I'll, on the edge I'll, of their I'll seats, speed it up. No, you are good. All right. All right. So, all right. So let's just say I got all this all this crazy high dose crap out of my system. Okay, doctor's like, okay, we're going to recalibrate. Um, we're going to try this. Uh, new drug was approved just in August, and so we're talking this is December now. Okay, so just four months later. He said this new drug was just approved. We have to check, make sure you got the receptors on your cells for this drug. It's $50,000 a bag, all right? And it was only 50 milliliters, so that's three tablespoons, a little over three tablespoons. All right, so it was this little teeny bag, it was 50 grand of pop. So I got to, I got four of those. They took a scan. They said, your cancer's gone. And I'm like, hallelujah, they found the right thing, all right? This brand new drug. I'm like, oh, that was such a relief. I'm like, oh, thank God, you know. Um, they're like, you know, the doctor said, all right, we're going to give you some more of this, obviously, and uh, we'll get another scan. So they gave me some more of it, got another scan, cancer's back. I'm like, what? you got to be absolutely shitting me. <laughs> I know, I'm like, man, Wait. <laughs> I'm like, come on, come on, life. Stop throwing me these curveballs just for a little bit. You know, curveballs. Yeah, that's <laughs> all was was there is. There's some curveballs. I appreciate uh, the baseball reference
1: yeah, there, but yeah. man, that's. That's like getting a bean to yeah, the head like so, three times.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. I mean, that's, it, was, it was like a swift life kick right to the nards oh, pretty, yeah. pretty much, you know. Um, so the doctor said, uh, you know, he wasn't expecting this at all. He had no idea what to do. He's like, well, let's add on this other chemo agent on top of this other stuff, see if the combo does something. It didn't do anything. It didn't grow. It didn't go away. It just didn't do anything. You know, and at this point, we're starting to get into spring now, t- 2012. Um, he knew I couldn't handle much more. Uh, I remember I went in there after that, scan scan didn't work out. He said, "Eh, we're done, high-dose radiation time. That's it. He was avoiding it because when you get radiation, it screws up all the vasculature, you know, the blood flow to the area. He knew that he couldn't do a lot of chemo after radiation, not that there's much left I think I can get, but... um, So high-dose radiation, and honestly, I was almost, I was a little scared that basically we had exhausted the chemo options, but at the same time, I was sort of relieved because I was so tired of getting chemo, okay? You know, so high-dose radiation, I was like, man, this is going to be a walk in the park. And it was. It was – my hair came back. I just had to drive to Buffalo from Erie every single morning and back. And it was like, you know, four minutes. It didn't – I mean, it hurt. It burned my skin, you know, know, burned the hell out of my skin and everything. Um, But that was a walk in the park, even though the damage it did was substantial. You know, I remember the radiologist told me. Uh, you have a 100% chance of having coronary artery disease in the area we radiate, which is my entire chest and back. <laughs> so I get to look forward to that. So should have brought me some more of that Wendy's, RJ. <laughs> oh, that's a poor joke. It. My apologies. So high-dose radiation. The plan was high-dose radiation into a bone marrow transplant. So radiate, blast that spot that is just not going away. And uh, then you get a bone marrow transplant. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the path that happened there. The bone marrow transplants is literally an entire story in and of itself. So I will save you guys right now for the moment. But um, I mean, in a really brief summary, that is uh, six days. I think it was six days, six, seven days of nonstop chemo. As much chemo as you can get because it destroys your bone marrow. That's the point of the chemo. You're not just wiping out cancer. You're literally killing your bone marrow, all of it. Okay, so they destroy your bone marrow. You're stuck. You're now you're in an isolation ward, um, and they wait ten days for all the chemo to leave. So you're you're a sitting duck. You have no bone marrow. You have no immune. I mean, you have nothing. That's why you're stuck in this ward. Uh, and then they put some stem cells back in you, and they find their way magically to the bone marrow, and well, hopefully, regrow a new whole new immune system because lymphoma is the cancer of the immune system. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of what they're targeting there. So. Um, it was successful because here I am. Yeah. It was the hardest thing I've ever gone through in my life, though. There are stories within there that are just unbelievable. I mean, not unbelievable to the world per se, but to the just stuff that happened there was just, it was surreal, surreal. It was the hardest thing I've ever had to push through. That, that, that bone marrow transplant was five times harder than all the other chemo combined. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, I remember this. I was stuck in that ward, you know, the unit for 22 days, I think. Which I was pissed because I think the fastest a guy had ever done it was 20 days, and I was trying to break his record. To break record. I was trying to break the all time record of getting out of there. <laughs> Sounds like you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I walked out. I walked out on day 22, I believe, and I remember. And this is this is kind of what drives me now. This is kind of my my legacy, mo- like mover. You know, kind of the whole fuel for my li- mm-hmm. m- the way I live my life now. Is I walked out of that stem cell transplant unit right out of the hospital. And I felt Real air hit my face and the sun was out and the sun hit my face and I had all these smells and this is smells that we all smell normally. We do not even catch all this. I mean, I started crying. And your senses, yeah. My, I started crying, not like bawling, like I'm watching Titanic, you know what I mean? Something like that. But like just tears were just streaming down my cheeks because I was just experiencing air and sunlight and I knew I will never go back. I will never do this again. And not being, a, you know, I wasn't being a stubborn man because of that. I was saying, I'm done. I beat it. It's over. Mentally, I'm like, I'm done with this shit. I'm never going back. And wow. I have. Good I haven't. for you.
1: Here I am. Yeah. So. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Wow. So let me ask you, who was with you through all this? What was getting you through? Surely as a 30-year-old man, you weren't doing this alone. Were you like- are you able to talk a little bit about, like, how you got through it? Because like, you couldn't have done this alone, could you?
2: No, I, d- I mean, I didn't do it alone, you know, of yeah.
1: course. I had a lot of support from the community
2: Good. where I was working. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but really the main supporters were my family and, yep. and my wife at the time. Um, They're my main supporters. You know, they're my mom and my, my wife at the time were by my side the whole time, you know, you know, kind of working with me through yeah. it and everything. That had to have been um, hard for them to watch. Oh, show, it was man. probably harder on them than me. You know, right? it was more straightforward for me. They tell me, like, yes, I might die, but. I just go to the appointment and I sit there. Their psychology, you know, my mom and her son, et cetera, you know, that type of thing. So um, those are my main supporters in person. Um, But to be honest with you, uh, I took on a lot alone because I didn't want to put it on anybody. I remember I drove to chemos alone, which is kind of crazy. And I don't know if the cancer center would approve that because I told them I got a ride. I lied to them. Hmm. You know, I just didn't want anyone to have to worry about it. I would go and get chemo and go home alone. I drove to radiation alone. I think mostly every day except for the first few days when, you know, I was figuring the place out. Mm -hmm. I just – I tried to leave everyone out of it. And I felt like I was able to process better when there weren't distractions and whatnot. You know, I Mm can focus in, you know, because when you're getting chemo, you don't feel like talking to anybody. Sure. It's miserable, you know. So, uh, yeah, you know, but then you have the whole community. When I was in my stem cell transplant, I – I started a blog and this is random. I'm not a blogger. <laughs> All right. I'm not an online blogger. I'd never blogged. I didn't even know how the hell to start a blog, but I started it just to communicate in mass. I couldn't message everyone. Um, so I started a blog and this thing gained traction. Uh, you know, I would basically sit down and just say, Hey guys, here's the update for the day. Here's what's going on. Here's how I'm feeling. And I think into my second week, I think it was up to like 17,000 views you know, a day. And I was sharing on Facebook and it was really spreading. And I had a transplant unit in Florida reach out to me saying your information is great because I was kind of saying how it is, Mm -hmm. you know, what it's like. Uh, Because when I went in for the information for the transplant, you know, they give you a little packet. They say, you know, the real general boring crap that you don't, you know, it's clear like, oh, you can't eat fresh fruit and vegetables and stuff like this. You're like, what are you talking about, right? And in that packet it said chance of death, one in 20 patients will die from this. So you're like 5% chance of dying. Imagine if you could win the Powerball, you know, a 5% chance of winning the Powerball, you'd be buying lots of tickets. That's right. So, um, so this blog really, uh, I was really trying to help. It started out as me just communicating, but then I started thinking like, man, maybe this is helping people. But when I start, you know, I didn't have any information about stem cells. You go and Google it. You can't find anything on what it's actually going to be like. You know, I had to, like, twist someone's arm just to find out if I was going to have Wi-Fi or not, you know, because I was going to be stuck in this room, you know. So yeah. so anyway, that my journey gained some traction there. I called it my Buffalo Vacation, you know. Um, I don't know how we got off on this tangent here, but I guess my point was is that 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 community, that support, you know, that really kind of poured back in as a result yeah. of that. And it was not my intention whatsoever, you know. So there was just a, a ton of support there. It was great. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. Cancer-free for how long? Since I walked, since the day I walked out of that tr- that wow, transplant unit, so that was July 2012. Nice, yeah, that's so, amazing. Yeah, we're good to go. So
0: we're at the end of it. What happens next? I mean, you just go back to normal life. Oh yeah, right, man. There's no normal life past that. So I mean, wh- so what did All you do? Right. You know, you go back. You go back uh, working with what pharmacy? Well, yeah, I kind of had kinda to. Pick back oh, up I, from actually, there. I
2: shouldn't and listen. I shouldn't. I know this is like leave your legacy, leave your dreams podcast, yeah. but. I mean, we'll get that, to that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. good, because that's what matters here. Right, right. This is still the this is the
0: boring, Aubrey. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's fine. You want to <laughs> arm wrestle about that right here? No one can see I, it. I don't want to embarrass lose. you.
2: <laughs> no, no one will see it if you lose, RJ. <laughs> All right. So, um, no, life's never normal. Past that, past. I, oh man, I remember. And I still, I'm literally, it's still just hot in my mind to this day. I will never, ever, not do something that I want to do. Like not not in a selfish way. Not something stupid. Like. I'm going to go drive my car down 12th Street and yeah. 90 miles per hour or something yeah. like that. But, like, if there is something I want to try, a dream I want to chase, I'm going to try and do it. And I refuse to let anybody tell me otherwise. And that's within reason, of course, with, you know, with lawful <laughs> yeah. respect for your loved ones and whatnot and humanity. But, um, yeah, it's, I mean, and since, I mean, I've tried all this new stuff since then. I can't seem to stop. You know, but we'll get into that. Yeah. And we'll get into that. So, so I mean… So arm went, wrestling. when did you get an arm wrestling? 2014. Yeah, that, that was uh, that was random. Yeah.
0: And yeah. you've done
2: pretty decent, right? I'm a terrible arm wrestler. I
0: didn't want to say that, but I just wanted you to say it. Yeah, no, I'm, ter- um, I'm terrible at arm wrestling. You've won you've won some awards and competitions. Yeah, I, I
2: won nationals. So he's all right, I guess. Pummeled. Um, yeah, I mean, it's arm wrestling, you know. So it's yeah. kind of it's kind of underground. It's it's a great sport. I love arm wrestling. It's it's fun. It's fun. Right? It's mono-e-mono. It's fun to watch you. Yeah. Well. I've heard some good and bad things about <laughs> what I'm like on the table. So
1: uh, so was arm wrestling. One of those things though, that yeah. after you went through all this, you were like, you know what, what the heck? I- well,
2: I mean, I, I, I've lifted my whole life, right? I love yeah. training. I always love training forums and stuff. And I was like, uh, you know, this, uh, the, the game of arms show came up, which we all know about, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, that show came on, and I'm like, Erie's got an arm wrestling team? I'm like, there's arm wrestling in Erie? I'm like, I want to try it. <laughs> yeah. So the way you, the way I manifested that was, and uh, maybe some of my arm wrestling teammates might hear this and might give me some crap for it. but um, Oh, well. No, I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. This is, this is cool because this kind of plays into manifestation and stuff. Um, I knew I wanted to arm wrestle. I'd never, ever arm wrestled in my life, literally ever, Okay. I didn't know a single person on the team. I didn't know any arm wrestler. I knew absolutely no way I was going to go about this. So I went. Obviously, I just read about it a little bit, which doesn't help at all. I can just tell you that. Um, I ordered an arm wrestling table. I took bands to the gym. I started training for arm wrestling. And, I had again, I didn't know anybody, okay? And this is how life works. I was doing some weird arm wrestling exercise. I, I don't even know if I knew what I was doing but I thought I was doing something for it and uh, a guy who was on the arm wrestling team walked into the gym not even a regular not even on the regular too yeah. you know I didn't even know he, I didn't even know he was an arm wrestler he said he he walked to me he's like hey man you arm wrestle and I'm like yeah <laughs> of like, course yeah. I do I'm can't like, you yeah. tell i like yeah arm wrestle he's like, well, he's like why don't you come to the practice I'm like okay I'm like just uh, you know let me know where it's at nice so I I, I basically bluffed alright Yeah, you know. I, I bluffed but who was it uh who it was daryl daryl oh yeah you remember him yes i do yep because <laughs> he was never in the gym <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, li- oh, I like i like daryl good guy but like yeah. i never saw him in the gym and he he came in once you know and he said it was about to happen yeah yeah it was weird you know so uh that was that was interesting um so that was pure manifestation wow. there i knew i wanted to do it so i ordered the arm wrestling table i started training for it even though i'd never done it and didn't know how i was going to get into it didn't even know where it existed and Boy, that's how the universe works. They that just is. Send it. someone wow. your way when you want, you know, you direct your energy towards it. So That's crazy. Yeah. So
1: pharmacy, arm wrestling, and now latest kind of thing that you're uh, kind of good at. This is absolutely <laughs> yeah. insane. Oh my gosh, man. You're <laughs> and super I wish, talented. Uh, you, 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 you can it. only talk
2: about this so much without actually well, seeing
1: well, it. We're definitely uh, linking yeah. to his Instagram 100%. for sure. People have got to see what you're working on. Tell oh, us about you. that.
2: All right. Well, this, uh, again, this has just kind of happened. I mean, I used to, you know draw like doodle and make some drawings and went in high school and stuff you know I was kind of the art guy in high school but you know what's that really amount to in life um, but once I started getting into pharmacy and stuff in the early 2000s I didn't really do any art at all uh, so in 2018 I helped uh, someone with the mural the chalk walk right mm-hmm. she I was, I was like oh well, that's cool dude, yeah. doing chalk walk that's cool I want to try and do a chalk walk she's like okay why don't you help me with my mural and I'm like cool uh, so I helped her we got first So, you know, everyone's like, this is great. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. I really enjoyed that. And it looked cool. I'm like, oh, you know, it was cool. I like the chalk. I like doing the street chalk and stuff. Okay. Uh, So for Christmas, I received, you know, some real street chalk and uh, that was it. So I let it sit, you know, like you do with Christmas presents that people buy you until (laughs) July of this summer. And uh, I went out my driveway and I'm like, all right, just try and chalk something. All right. I was kind of looking at it and stuff online. I'm like, just go, just go out there and try it. So I went out there and did it. I chalked this eyeball and I'm like it only took me like an hour and I'm like, damn. I'm like, that's not bad. <laughs> and and I don't just say that, you know, I say it with humbleness, but like I never thought it was gonna come out like that, you know? Maybe it was um, a chalk. Maybe it was a yeah. let's do this again. <laughs> well, that's how that's how it started though, you know. So in July I started I was like, This is cool. Uh so then I, I started pushing. I'm like, I made myself go out there, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna I'm gonna just chalk some more. And I had no idea what I was doing. I'm like, I'm just gonna do a leaf with some water drops. I was just studying, I had no clue what I was doing, trying to learn the medium, just I just had no clue what I was doing. Um, and then uh, I, we've all seen these 3D chalk things, right? Mm, yeah, they're probably cool. online. They're cool. And I'm like, I wonder, I wonder how you do those. You know, I'm real curious how you do those. So I researched it, kind of looked up how to do it, and I tried it, and I did this butterfly. And I remember when I did the butterfly, <laughs> so I still hadn't really I mean this was maybe what August or so I don't even remember it was I'd only been talking for like a month or so right I had no clue how to set this up the perspective I was just making it up as I went I was drinking my Miller lights in my driveway it was the evening I got done with it I'm like damn that looks 3D you know and I put it I, I put it online I still wasn't thinking I was just thought it was cool right and I put it online and everyone just was just like holy crap holy crap this is not, I still don't feel like it was that great but everyone thought, and at that point I was I realized I gotta start pushing this a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You know, like maybe there is something here. Sure. Um, so I just kept doing chalk. Um, you know, I did the celebratory chalk walk and uh yeah, I just did that and just experimented and that was fun, you know. But it's chalk, it washes away after it rains, it's done. And I knew that winter was coming, I wasn't gonna be able to chalk anymore. And uh I was like, I'm gonna try and draw really realistically. You know, so I started researching that a little bit and they, they call it hyperrealism. That's the or photorealism. That's kind of the mm-hmm. art, kind of art, the art term for it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what, charcoal? So you yeah, use? Yeah, yeah, it's charcoal. It's charcoal. You can use anything to do hyperrealism, but that's my, what I'm starting with, yeah, so. Yeah,
1: and this is hyperreal. I mean, so, Insane, I mean, I.
2: Yeah, we're we're looking at the eyeball. That's my first drawing that I completed. That's wow. the second drawing I worked on. I, my first drawing was an Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein, yeah. Yeah, and that one. I stopped it right in the middle and I said this is not detailed enough. I'm not even going to finish it. Like I f- I learned how to well, I didn't learn, but I guess I taught this is all self-taught, you know. I saw the mistakes I made. I said, "All right, let's move on to a new one knowing what I know now." Cuz you know, my first drawing I spent maybe 50-60 hours on. Yeah. And I was like, "Let's start a new one and try a little harder to make it better." Um so that one came out alright the eyeball. Yeah. It's cool.
1: I love the caption too. This is like This is like the cliff notes of your whole story you've told us. I suppose I learned that I can draw right in the last three months of 2019. Definitely an interesting year. Hashtag find your path. Hashtag never give up. Hashtag live your life. Yeah,
2: absolutely. That's it it, it.
1: though. Wow.
0: You know, so. In a sense, and I can see this if this is the case, in a sense with, with drawing and the focus and canceling everything out around you is it almost a sense of therapy maybe oh absolutely it's incredible yeah
2: since I started art back up um it was like this long lost part of me it's yeah. been activated I feel balanced I feel more emotionally stable you know I guess you, in a sense what music just, do you listen to while you
0: do it do you listen to music or do you yeah t-
2: oh yeah it varies
0: Michael Myers theme song only no. if it
2: comes up on the random op- on the playlist only okay. about
0: 10 Miller lights in
2: um no no okay no no Sometimes what do you what do you
0: listen to? What do you listen to?
2: Alright. It's usually Meek Mill. Okay. Okay, in that genre. While you draw? Oh Yo, yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I love doing that when I was chalking too. I always had my beats headphones on. Yep. Um I always get some punk in there. No effects. Okay. okay so nice. that that genre. Now you're speaking my language. Yeah, that's my favorite band of all time, no effects. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Um and then I'll do like some. Weird, all right, this is gonna be embarrassing here. Like Stranger Things, like theme track, right? Ooh, that's all right. right. So I get like this, like ambiance, right? Because yeah. I get real, real down into like the energy. I get my lighting all weird, and you know, I got my big architect light, and I, it's like I get into this weird zone. This, yeah, like you This, have to, this movie music's in the yeah. back, you know. I got a candle lit. Oh, I, I love move, movie soundtracks,
1: and oh, I yeah. love
0: that. I listen to at the gym sometimes.
2: Yeah. It uh, makes out. me feel a
1: little better. Yeah. 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 Okay. The Stranger Things soundtrack is all dude, those. That's songs cool. Are, the first They're one's like amazing. trippy, but they're yeah, good. Yeah, cool. yeah. All yeah. right, cool. All right. I'm not. Oh, I'm, I'm, not not I'm not. Dude, I'm not judging you. I'm not oh, that I... embarrassed then. So, what,
0: a... what now? So, you are an
1: yeah. extremely
0: talented artist. i well, thank I've you. I've personally never seen anything like that before, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't believe it was you when, when I, the first time I saw it. <laughs> I refused to. I was just. I refused to believe. I was just at, refused,
2: was really just at random arm knew in the gym, right? Yep.
0: Um, <laughs> I mean, you ha- you have to do something with that.
2: Oh, and this I, is this this is my primary goal now. Yeah. I mean, I am running towards this. I have found it. I have found it. I've literally tried twenty different things in my life between yeah. BMX racing, mountain bike racing, big arm, wrestling, arm wrestling. Arm wrestling obviously isn't it. So uh... arm wrestling is absolutely <laughs> not it. Okay. Yeah. No. I I enjoy it. I will continue to arm yeah. wrestle. That's it's just a hobby. It's fun. It's fun. But. It's fun, Are you left or your righty? Both. Doesn't matter. Pick your brain. Draw drawing. Prison, drawing. drawing. <laughs> a dry righty.
0: What happens when you do something with your right arm, though? You got to consider that. I have actually lately. That's, it's, that that could be scary, right? I, I mean, if, if if you go down that career path, if you realize you can make money, which 100% you I don't even you can. care about the money. I don't I, even care about the money. But just 100%. I mean, you could take that and do something with it. Okay. And, and let's just say, as a career path. Right, sure. Financially, right. you know. Yeah fund you or your career, this, and that, whatever.
2: You're going to be able to step away from arm wrestling? Because if you do that... You know what that's called? What's that? Fear. Oh, I'm scared I'm going to hurt my right arm. I don't operate that way. If my arm breaks, my arm breaks. It'll heal, and then I draw again. Okay? I'm not kidding you. I can't yeah, help it. What
0: if they, break, they got to cut your hand off? There is no
2: what if. <laughs>
1: this guy would use the other hand i mean if yeah, they cut you know my hand I mean? off they cut my off. yeah he'd, he'd use his my, leg my right to draw foot probably. my right toe no yeah. i
2: mean i'd be disappointed if yeah, i couldn't sure. draw for a little bit you know I've, i, just I, I have thought that I, yeah. I, I would feel a little disappointed in everything if my arm broke and i couldn't draw but yeah
0: it's just norm i wow. don't think it'll happen you got some decent sized arms i don't i don't see it happening <laughs> yeah as to say
1: uh, you don't look like an arm wrestler no <laughs> nice so all right well i want to i want to ask you another question here real quick yeah, before yeah. we start bringing it home what like People are going to hear this and they're going to be inspired. They're going to be encouraged. They're going to be like, wow, like goals. Okay. What advice, like, you know, I'm sure you've told this story, maybe not to this length or detailed a lot, hopefully. I mean, I, you know, maybe not, but regardless, what do you tell people when, when they say, hey man, I'm having a rough day or, hey, I'm going through something. What advice do you give people? Because man, you've got a lot of value to add to someone's life. I would
2: I would rather have talked about that this whole time.
1: Yeah. You know, that's, that's
2: that's the more valuable thing here. Well,
1: and you know, we wanted... Because your
0: story's yeah. incredible. We yeah. wanted people to understand you weren't just some random guy coming in to say, live your life to the fullest, blah, blah, blah bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. Like you, out of probably 99% of the people we're going to have on the show, have been through it. Mm-hmm. I've been, like, I don't, yeah. think it, I don't think anyone else that we have in mind that we've talked about has actually cheated death and been at that fucking door of time to go home, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you've done it. Yeah. And here you are, not only just like cruising by like oh i cheat that so i'm gonna live life you know kind of no i've you know I mean, for I've, fun and just you know yeah. hang back like you're fucking doing it now
2: well that's yeah that's the thing i mean that's what i'm focusing on now yeah. you know is um i uh, where do i start here you know um if i come up to you in the gym tomorrow and am yeah.
0: being like aubrey i can't fucking do this anymore yeah i'm stressed to fuck out i'd be like you're stressed
2: what, what, what I would, would you say, say? You're, you're stressed out, you can't do this. But if it's not to scary RJ, that you know, what if I'm just some random dude? You're like you're stressed out and you can't do this, mm-hmm. I'd say, then don't do it. Then, then don't do it. But, you know, I'm, I mean, honestly, the fact of the matter is um, if I could just somehow tell that whole story in five minutes and then talk about how that affected me in, you know, in a positive way and how that affected how people, sure. you know, I don't wanna sit here and tell people what they should do. You don't have to do anything, Um, but there's ways that you can view things different. You know, every day is a gift. You know, there is going to be people tomorrow that don't wake up and we do, you know, every single day. There are people tomorrow that won't have a chance to find something, to find their art, to find their whatever it is, you know, to start their business like RJ did, to, to chase their dreams. And then I don't care what your dream is, If your dream is to be a cashier Giant Eagle, then go at it. Go get it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a fine art. It doesn't have to be a strength sport. It can be anything, anything that lights your fire that gives you goosebumps. And the fact of the matter is, is I've been granted. I've been literally gifted a second chance here. And I am just hitting it every angle. That's why I do anything that interests me. I refuse to say no. My biggest fear is to lay on my deathbed, which will come someday. I can't cheat death forever. It will come for all of us. My biggest fear is to sit there and know that I will never have a chance again to try stuff or do stuff, and to know that I never tried something. I would rather try something and fail miserably, and than not try ju- at all. Then, yeah. and just know that I tried it. You know, and you know, I that that is my biggest driving. I say no fear generally. I was busting about that RJ, but yeah. that's my that's the one thing that I can't get past.
0: So well, you have nothing to, I mean, you fucking cheated death, right? I mean, what else is there to fear? You've looked fear in the
1: face yeah. and now you, you actually see fear differently than many of us because yeah. you've actually seen fear and it's probably, yeah, I,
2: it will death is death. That's man. me. No. Like I, I
0: live like this lifestyle of, you know, live life to the fullest, you know, this and that, but terrified. I hate thinking about death cause I'm not ready. Like I got so much shit I want to do. So like for me, like that is my biggest fear is death. Yeah. Cause I know that once that happens, like, yeah, It's done. Yeah. Time to clock out. Like I don't, I don't have any more chances. Yeah. So like you, it's like
2: you're, you're, you're ahead of the (laughs) game. Unfortunately,
0: you're ahead of the game. I I
2: mean, I have the same fear. It's paralleled. I'm just not afraid of actual death anymore. I've made peace with dying. Right. You know, I I feel like you have to when you're in that that situation. The beauty of making peace with death though, is you know, that it is coming. So you feel like, Oh, I still don't, I still have this drive. I don't want to miss out. Uh, But then that's off your plate. It's nice. I mean I hate to say that but that fear of death really can add a chunk of portion of your brain that could be used for other things that are positive or motivational or exploring or inspiring whatever it is you know that's kind of a weird way to look at it but yeah. And I mean
0: in his shoes too I mean let don't forget the idea of people a lot of people get cancer yeah do their chemo whatever it is and they're good Mm -hmm. and that's great you know I'm glad and and I wish that w- was the way for everyone but like multiple times you had times where they were like we don't know what to do. Like, this oh, is man, it. Oh, man, there
2: were too many of those times.
0: Yeah. And, and I don't know
2: too many people who, who have been through that like that.
1: And made mistakes that you wanted to probably kill somebody over because they almost killed you.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, No. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was angry, but I under—I tried to be understanding. That's it awesome.
0: Yeah, so, I, I, mean, I mean, it's but... one thing to, to, to get cancer and, and come back and be cancer-free, but to literally cheat death and cheat cancer, in a sense. Yeah. Uh, and to go with, through it. I don't know many people, if any, that have been through the ringer like you have with it. It wasn't my time. Um, and, no, and that's that's and that's what I told that's myself. A good way to put it, man.
2: It wasn't my time, you know. At least in my mind, it wasn't my time. Granted, it could have been, but I wasn't going to think it was. So wow. I don't know. I, I just hope. I hope anyone listening to this can take a breath. All those little things. You. I mean, trust me. I stress every day. I get behind a slow driver. And I'm like, come on, move, move, move your ass along here, you know. But like, honestly, you know, like, like I get the tax bill. You know, i will be like, I don't feel like paying taxes. You know, what I mean, I still yeah. get stressed out and stuff. But the big picture is like. Oh, man, there's so much superficial stuff that really, really is not important. You know, again, like when you're laying on your deathbed, are you going to worry about, you know, who said what about you? You know, are you going to worry about what your hair looks like? Are you going to worry about, you know, this, the the next episode of The Bachelor? Exactly. <laughs> yep. not that I watch that.
1: No, and it better not still be on TV. By I don't the even time know I'm there. just joking. <laughs> um, we just lost all our female listeners. I realize yep. that. We'll have to edit that
2: part. No, out. I have I, I have watched <laughs> a few seasons of The Bachelor admittedly, but not alone. It was not my idea. But then I got into it and followed along. So, <laughs> so anyway. It happens. Yeah. So yeah. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's, it's about it's really about the taking every opportunity you can and creating the opportunities you can
1: mm-hmm. in
2: life. I mean, really I could sit here and be like, oh, I'm a survivor, I'm a survivor, poor me, poor me, I'm a survivor. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. I am a normal person. I had to go through some medical stuff. It's done. Um, and I I have a gift now because of it. I have this newfound appreciation for life, this newfound drive, and anyone can do it. You don't have to go through this crazy cancer battle to get this. You can literally change the way you think and just change your so mind. So can you say
0: that you've come out a better person because of it then?
2: Uh, I don't want to say the word better. Okay, yeah, I'm still the same person, but I've come out a more wise person, wise, Fair yeah, enough. yeah, I mean a much more positive, motivated person, yep, um, but that's uh, that's what happens when when you are faced with with the the d card, yeah, um, it might not be the right word to call it huh d card. Uh, yeah, that's a little weird. <laughs> The D card. Oh, yeah, you know. Sometimes I say things that don't, that don't sound right. Oh well, forget. Every me. day of my life.
1: Yeah. So well, we can we can edit that part out too. I think. No, please do. No. Thank God. <laughs> we <We'll> try <laughs> to keep it real here. Good God. So let me ask you the question we ask everybody yeah. that sits in that seat. Uh, when you when that day actually does come, when when the quote unquote D card does the D come card for gets you. Pulled. Oh man, <laughs> let's just let's stop using that term right now. <laughs> no, but seriously, you, that day comes, like you said, for all of us. Yeah. What is the legacy you're leaving that your family's talking about that you're, you know, that your, your children or whoever your grandchildren are going to say, this is what I remember. What What is your legacy going to be? I mean, there's, there's multiple
2: layers here, but you know, number one, I want, I want everyone to look back and be like, that dude was true to himself. And that dude was real. That dude tried everything he could. And that is inspiring as hell. You know, he fought through this, he tried this, he failed, he tried, he failed, he tried, he failed, and eventually he didn't fail. Yeah. I don't know if that's when that's going to happen, but eventually. Um, I also, uh, my other legacy would be um, that you don't ever quit if you still have breath in your lungs at chasing your dream, whatever that dream is, you know, and that's what I would like to be remembered for somewhat that he he kept he kept rocking as long as he could even though maybe he was a little crazy at times about it um and uh i just want to be a good person too you know humble i i I want people to say that that guy was was humble and 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 good just a good man yeah you know and so the legacy really is um just an overall overarching inspiration for anyone to open your eyes to the life you have been given it's absolutely sheer luck that we are alive you know we are a bunch of molecules put together into 70 trillion communicating cells I mean it's it's like just being born in this body is uh, and having a consciousness inside a body is literally like winning a thousand power balls it's so rare to have all these elements from the periodic table somehow magically combining to produce these human beings with consciousness and we have the chance to chase dreams that's so powerful so my legacy would be to inspire others to do that no matter what they're facing yeah
1: you've inspired me obviously you've inspired this guy over here because you are
0: no i don't think i don't think he understands and i mean to get real for a second i mean hearing your story i can never hear it enough and I've, i've talked to him about shit i'd want you to write a book i wrote it Oh yeah, he, he wrote a book. I wrote it. Years I'm ago, I was like, listen, I'll sponsor just, your book. We'll put it out. Iron Empire, we'll publish it. He wrote a book. We got busy. Nothing ever happened. We talked about doing public speaking together. I'm um, game, man.
1: So I'm game with that. That'd be great. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you got to share your story, yeah. man. It's good. It's really good. And we're honored that Thank someday you. you'll look back and be like, yeah, we had that guy on our podcast yeah. once. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> I hope so. Right. I hope so. That's amazing. Thank well, you. I appreciate you sharing man. I'm super inspired by your your story, your mindset, your outlook, your perspective. It's awesome. Um and I'm su- I'm glad that you're you're still here, man, because yeah, uh, you. you've got a lot more yeah. people, I think, left to inspire. So I hope so. I
2: hope this is it's just the just beginning. Fuck yeah, it is, man. Yeah, it's your legacy is just starting, man. I hope so. So thanks thank for
1: you. sharing that with us today. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. So again, Aubrey Reese, uh, you can check out his Instagram art. It's amazing. I'll put the links in the show notes. Anywhere else people can find you, like any of the other social medias or website or anything well, else?
2: Well, I'm not in it for the money. I've literally just been starting off on this. So I don't have these big old platforms built to try and become famous and rich off of it. So I have Instagram and I have Facebook and, uh, I'm Ob Ross. After, I love it. After, after yes. my, my hero, Bob Ross. Got it. Okay. Yep. So A-U-B Ross, R-O-S-S. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's Instagram and Facebook. I got a page on each and that's it. Cool. Well, so, we'll put them
1: there so people could find you. Cause you've got a lot of cool stuff on there. I've looked at it. Well, so
2: we're, we're just getting started. That's things about to fill up. So yeah. nice. I'm real excited. Hopefully you you. my face soon enough. Hey, I told you
1: to send me a picture. I want to see that. (laughs) I'll I'll draw that mug. Intricate detail. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, for my co-host, RJ Messenger, I'm Chris Norris. Leave your legacy podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you.